0: One big idea at a time. I'm Brandon Rhodes, and across the internet for me is the translator himself, Brandon Johnson. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Brandon. Happy uh, Happy Thursday to you on this recording. <laughs> yeah. Good to see you. Yeah.
1: Happy Thursday. Yeah. Good to see you.
0: I am pretty excited about this episode. It's a weird word that's always confused me and then made me a little uncomfortable and then made me a lot uncomfortable, but working my way through uh, what you've done with it here in uh, the fourth gospel has me excited
1: Good. So, thank you yeah. for
0: that. Uh, thanks for making me less nauseous with the bible uh, that's really I think what the subtitle should it's, be sometimes
1: yeah is that is that the purpose of this it's whole an project?
0: anti-nausea medicine for the bible yeah <laughs> uh, so what we're talking about is glory glorify worship uh praise is sometimes how it's translated uh they're all like three different greek words that are related and we're going to just bundle them all together and explore a few of the ways that we places we see um it being particularly impactful to translate them better in the fourth gospel
1: so if you haven't had a chance to read
0: brandon's translation for those of you watching we're going to have it up on the screen in a minute and uh for those of you... Oh, my word. My brain just farted. Uh, <laughs> uh, and for those of you listening, this is an incredibly short one that we're just going to... No, nope, that's from a previous episode. Wow, that's just what's happening today. Uh, I haven't even had caffeine. That might be the problem. So anyway, if you're listening, there's a link in the show notes to give it a read. I'm going to tell you the, uh, the verses we're going to read here are uh, 114... 8, 48 through 56, 12, 23 through 28, 7, 1 through 5, and 17, 20 through 26. Uh, it feels like a lot, but we're going to go through them pretty steadily and quickly, uh, and you'll kind of get the get a pace of these big ideas. So I'll also have those in the show notes as well, so you don't have to rewind and listen to me yammering through all those. Uh, and as always... Don't miss out on the footnotes. There's a lot of good explanations in there, not just for these words, but others. Let's go ahead, get pause, uh, hit pause, and give it a read. We'll be here. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, Brandon, I want to just start off with what's the what's your experience been like with this word glory or praise or worship? very
1: churchy words yeah yeah praise glory those are the two that i see in other translations Um, and i don't know the word isn't bad i think even you and i were talking about it's actually probably the best word as far as like having the flexibility to carry all the different like dictionary definitions at once glory can glory the word glory yeah. yeah um but it gets it has become like a trigger word for specific like really kind of particular branches of christianity that that make it all about how god is worthwhile and the rest of us are not um or that it has something to do with being otherworldly divine in a way that humanity is not and it really just ends up being about separating yeah instead of what i think it's more about is creating connection which we'll get into more how but Mm -hmm. um yeah, so this putting God in a a pedestal in a way that makes God and Jesus just really distant, I think, and, yeah. and emphasizes the the crappiness of the rest of us who can't possibly attain to that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a I really appreciate that way you you said it. it. Glory and the tradition around it, both formal and folk traditions, seem to emphasize creating distance not creating union even though yeah as mm-hmm. we'll get into with some of these passages connection belonging homecoming and union are actually expressive of god's glory mm-hmm. right Which is a strange twist how strongly right, right we've tried to use it to be like god's glory is up here and i can't even reach it but mm-hmm. it's <laughs> actually a down arrow right
1: yeah or something like that
0: yeah and then at, anu- at another level um these words they just have a certain churchianity kind of like it, it can't be religious technical terms but it's also mm-hmm. so enmeshed in christian discourse like both like Protestant and Catholic and Orthodox all use it and have used it for so long that, or in English they have, um, that it's it's hard to have a fresh sense of what's actually going on here. Like it may well be the best dictionary word, but it may not be the best cultural mm-hmm. word. Like the Queen's English is not the best English. Mm-hmm so finding other phrases that explore what's going on here can be really helpful especially with something like like worship what does worship even mean like i sing with my eyes squeezed hardest shut uh like what Mm -hmm. i there's a sense in which i have a sense of what The word worship means, but it really has become that sort of semantic satiation where that word just has become a sound to me anyway. Mm -hmm. I love Yahweh. I love Jesus. I speak highly of them often. Sometimes I sing, but worship feels like a strange word. Mm -hmm. And it might be in part because it's such an emphasis on distance it or, has
1: come to be that yeah
0: yeah or or even um the it's almost like a, a profound insecurity on god's part god needs to be worshiped god needs to be told how great god is it seems mm-hmm. like an ego stroking insecure narcissist.
1: yeah i remember i had a friend in high school um who was just genuinely confused he was, he is he he's a great guy but had a bit of a braggy streak in him mm-hmm. um and in a kind of a moment of vulnerability is like why is it okay for god to like ask for this to tell everyone that we're supposed to draw attention to all the good things and yeah and be talking them up all the time but we're not supposed to do that for ourselves and like a and then the fact that I just like I was like, Yeah, I can see how that would be confusing. And like this like validated like the weirdness of that difference for him. Um, he's like, I, You understand what I'm saying? he it got the sense that he had like tried to communicate that before, but had always just been shot down of like, no, you're not supposed to, yeah. You know? So then we ended up having a really good conversation about it. Um, but i think part of the the confusion is that that's not what god's asking for either the ego boost
0: no like at all right there is a like a tuning to the divine that is just built into what it means to be human but that's something that we need in some sense being image bearers being made in the image of god it's not really mm-hmm. something it, god wants relationship god wants participation god wants to take on flesh our flesh all flesh but mm-hmm. <laughs> because god becomes what god loves right but what god most wants is not like saying about how dope i am like we're not made to be god's <laughs> like hype men
1: right Or hype women
0: hype hype people people who people who hype right (laughs) Um, not all people uh oh gosh yeah uh oh where was i
1: yeah i mean mean, there's there's a there's a connection between all this and like what we were talking about last week with the the epiphany the revealing that's not about uncovering but about like shining light on something so that you can see it yes clearly um that theme uh, and and this is like there's often in the history of of the church uh, a connection of, with of light with glory um, if the word Shekinah means anything to any anyone they might think of that like the glowing presence of God in the in the temple yeah. kind of doesn't appear in the Bible it was not a thing until uh, medieval Judaism but that word specifically yeah. Uh, but there is that sense of it's something to see. And, and this it actually isn't one of the words that we're going to spend a whole episode on, but there's like five different Greek words in John about seeing uh, that all get translated as see or look. Um, huh. It's just constant. And then you throw in words that end up getting translated hear and perceive. And there's this constant like attention to noticing. Yes. Um, throughout the whole book. And uh, I think that's what this has to do too, it is a strong attention to the goodness that's there to be seen, uh, mm-hmm. is what this word has to, this word group has to do with.
0: Yes. There's. I want to acknowledge a couple points uh, that I am aware of in church history, like certain f- phrases that use this word "glory" in a pretty important way. It's just worth acknowledging here. We can like dog ear this and just come back to these as we're throughout this conversation. Uh, the first is in the Reformed tradition, which is often sort of our foil <laughs> on this show, but they say. Uh, what is the uh the chief end of man humanity? It's to um glorify God and enjoy him forever so the chief end of like the word that we're getting at here is like core to what it means to be human in the magisterial traditions of Protestantism like it's really a big deal for them, and what that actually means, who the knows. <laughs> <laughs> um like is it ego stroking the way they talk about god it often sure seems like it like the chief end of human humanity is to like stroke god's ego i hope not it's a caricature and not to be fair not all branches of reformed theology even like have that sort of caricature at all but uh, that's where it's been and then the other one is um saint ignatius said uh, uh the glory of god is a human fully alive which I like mm. a lot more than the Westminster one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both and, of those make me think of being the image of God, like this calling of all of humanity to reflect what God is like.
0: mm mm-hmm. Well, and that idea of reflecting is so like permeated into the the way Judaism and early Christianity talked about how the god human relationship Uh, even down to like king herod when he comes strutting out onto his terrace he's wearing a purely reflective suit he's reflecting the radiance right it's Mm. a symbolic Mm. performance of it the um priests in the temple have their um like stones built into the front of their um tunic the inside of the temple is plated with gold so it's reflecting brightly the glory of god and so to be in a room with 360 light coming at you from the torches and all that and then it's radiating off of you and then jesus at the transfiguration has um you know his face was shining bright and all it's Mm. like there's clearly a core metaphor here of like to be human is to be shiny ultimately is to <laughs> some way like and shiny means to reflect and bear the image of God. So I can see how there is this sort of triad between like light and glory and human destiny. It's like just below the surface yeah. uh, in, in the uh, scriptures. Um, it doesn't mean that's how we have to talk about it, but there's my little <laughs> digression.
1: Yeah, it's getting it's a deeper truth. Whether we want to keep using the same images or not yeah. is really not important. But the the truth that's underneath those images mm-hmm. is is something that we express in lots of different ways.
0: Yeah. Well, let's get into how uh, the fourth gospel writer starts us off here uh, in John yeah. 1, 14. William?
1: Yeah, well, before I do that, I want to just mention, like, which words we're looking for um, through all of these messages and and the Greek. um, So we kind of looked for three Greek words that are all share the same linguistic root. Doxa, dokeo, and doxatso. Love trying to pronounce these words. Uh, That have to do with praise or Drawing attention, right, and even yes. the mid, one in the middle, da keo, has to do with thinking about something, which doesn't say really have to say anything about thinking it's good or bad. Just I think this thought um, yes. is one of the ways it gets used. Um, having I having an opinion about something, or supposing something, or uh, or it does get used with like. Esteeming highly, having a positive sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sense of like fame or renown or a high reputation yes. uh that goes with these words. And then the Daksadzo, that like giving glory, seeking glory for something, that praising something. Um that's kind of this whole family of words here. Mm-hmm. Um so I what I've done in most of these is changing it to praise or praiseworthiness to try to catch that kind of inherent quality to it. It ends up getting it's how it often gets used rather than like words of praise, but just like the quality of deserving praise. Um, which is where we get the word, word worship. Like I don't think it's this word gets translated as worship typically right um and we've talked in other episodes in other seasons about how the word that does get translated as worship literally means bow down and so i've translated it typically as either just bow down as a very literal Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or as submit because that's what you're doing when you're bowing down to a king you're submitting to their authority to their power um and this is worship isn't that worship is declaring the worth of something the worth ship is literally where the english word comes from Mm -hmm. um so i think that really gets at what docs say docs so what what's involved there in what we typically do is glory um Mm -hmm. so yeah and this one the praiseworthiness or praise it's interesting as you and I were preparing for this, looking at the NET's translation of all of these words, it would, within like a verse back and forth, it would go back and forth with praise or glory, praise or glory, and kind of the pattern that I was noting that there was like, if Jesus saying, I seek praise for myself, but I glorify God, if God glorifies me, but yeah there's something it seems like they're uncomfortable with talking about jesus seeking his own glory uh-huh. even to say that he's not doing it uh or if it's glor- praise of someone else then they use praise yeah. but not yeah. glorify so they're just like com- this commitment to god is glorified humans are praised um mm-hmm. that's the same greek word
0: fascinating all right let's read this yeah. one
1: yeah, so John 1, 14, the conversation was embodied and set up a place to be present among us, and we saw its praiseworthiness, praiseworthiness as one of a kind from the Father, filled with generosity and trustworthiness. Hmm. And a different impact, then, we saw its glory, glory as one of a kind from the Father,
0: Yeah, I, I get immediately what the sense of praiseworthiness is. Like, that's a word that makes sense to me. Like, we saw, like, the conversation took on flesh, did the, did the conversation's thing among us, and it was worthy of praise. Mm-hmm. Like, the same kind of praise as the Father has, filled with generosity and trustworthiness. Like, that makes sense to me we saw its glory glory is one of a kind from the i maybe i just don't know what to do with that word anymore it's just totally dead to me so this just helps me make sense of it cuz right now mm. it's like blue screen of death when i see the word glory often <laughs> it can all it can it's yeah. that or it has this like really mysterious kind of sparkly smoky feel to it
1: mm-hmm. which it feels weighty too like kind of like walking into a museum or a cathedral or yeah any of these like big impressive buildings like just a sense of like
0: oh <laughs>
1: like that it kind of feels like that to me it, in...
0: or weight is a good i mean c.s lewis wrote a book called the weight of glory
1: yeah that's true yeah
0: yeah (laughs) uh but yeah like similar words here are like reverence or hallowing yeah when when you come to a particularly moving place of beauty or something whose architecture gives you a sense of scale towards your own smallness right that yeah i can appreciate that there's a there's a weight to it, but again, the word glory is just so mixed up with other other things that. Ah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so the praiseworthiness really nice, like, then became, you know, John one is this like prologue for the whole book of like, we haven't actually told you yet what's what we're talking about, but just know that like the rest of this book is explaining what we mean here.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you and so the rest
1: see- of the story is Jesus showing what it means to be praiseworthy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, praiseworthiness is not something that we like look up to the sky for. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to know the praiseworthiness of the divine, look to Jesus. It's the same kind of praiseworthiness. Like,
1: right.
0: if you want to kiss the sky, better learn how to kneel, as some Irish poet sang in the 80s
1: yeah well since that's pointing forward into the rest of the book let's also move into the, the next part so this oh one's boy. a little bit longer it shows up several times here which is why we picked a little bit bigger chunk um and this is one of the ones where in the net they go back and forth between praise and glory and glorify like just kind of like willy-nilly just like whatever on a, seems right to them on a whim um but uh, I tried to be a little bit more consistent here. So we'll see we'll See what, how, how it flows. So the uh, religious leaders here are challenging Jesus. Aren't we right to say that you are a Samaritan and you have a demon? They answered. I don't have a demon, Jesus responded. However, I treat my father with respect and you treat me with disrespect. I'm not looking for my own praise. There's one of them. There is one who looks for it and does the assessment. Truly, truly, I'm telling you, if anyone pays close attention to what I say, then they certainly won't see death indefinitely. That's when the Judeans told him, We know you have a demon. Abraham and the prophets died, and you're saying if anyone pays close attention to what I say, then they certainly won't taste death indefinitely? You're not more important than our father Abraham who died, are you? And the prophets died? Who are you making yourself out to be? If I were to praise myself, Jesus answered, then my praise would mean nothing. My father, about whom you say he is our God, is who praises me. You don't know him, but I know him. If I were to say that I don't know him, then I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I pay close attention to what he says. Your father Abraham celebrated because he would see my day, and he saw it and was overjoyed.
0: I think part of what helps me when I read this one is um, I actually shift over from your translation to, and just try out the word hype.
1: Uh-huh. Or, uh huh.
0: Like, if I were to hype myself, Jesus answered, then my hype would mean nothing. My Father, about whom you say He's our He is God, is who hypes me.
1: Yeah, I think that works in this in this <laughs> in this particular case, instance in this anyway. Case, okay. Yeah, yeah so like i mean that
0: the shit you've heard about me is true the good one the good shit mhm
1: yeah there is a like sense my... of like celebrity to it uh-huh. um in the sense of a not a person who is a celebrity but someone who has celebrity who receives celebration yes uh, of who the, of who they are uh fame hype mm-hmm. a high reputation um and as we see it jesus finds glory finds hype in different ways you know a pretty pretty common idea is to like find glory in battle um, soldiers go off to war and you know luck i think luckily our converse, our culture is changing to talk less like that than it used to yeah um but it's a pretty standard like i get glory through succeeding in violence
0: Mm -hmm. um wars not make one great
1: yeah and we see jesus doing exactly the opposite of turning what it means to seek glory to have glory to receive glory to be the exact opposite of what everyone else expects to be the road toward that end
0: yeah the centurion model is not what gives you glory that's not the kind of glory or hype or renown or revering that uh the uh the god of the hebrews is about Mm
1: -hmm. and i mean and here i almost feel for the the authorities the judean authorities here Mm because they're right if someone's up there just saying uh you know i'm not sexist i'm the least sexist person there's no one less sexist (laughs) than i am uh it's kind of like huh i kind of feel like maybe you're sexist the fact that you had to say that (laughs) like that anyone who's up there like pumping themselves up promoting themselves in that way it's like it's it's off-putting and it should be Mm -hmm. um and it kind of seems like that's how they're experiencing Jesus here. And he's like, no, you're misunderstanding me. I'm not trying to get you mm-hmm. to think how awesome I am and to praise me and stroke my ego. I'm trying to get you to see what God is really like because I understand him in a way that you don't.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the <laughs> there's a dissonance when somebody is, like, I'm so amazing, and I and they like are flexing in sort of like a machismo like kind of Drax kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least like there's a there's an association, however wrong it might be or out of focus. You go, oh, okay, I can kind of see that. But when it's like he's just a scrappy carpenter saying these things, it's like, well, yeah, that's precisely the scandal of the incarnation of of the christ story is that the the hype of god the renown of god the praiseworthiness of god is is not in um the hunter with his big bow it's not in the um soldier with their big sword or gun it is not in um caesar with his you know mythology and power it's a human fully alive reflecting the image of a meek, but tenacious God. Mm-hmm. Like the God's glory is not um, garish. Right. Or mingled with ego.
1: Yeah, has to do with being cruciform, being what we see in christ crucified
0: yeah which we get to next yeah thematically
1: so in john 12 here and we have a couple of sections from this chapter um in verse 23 through 28 jesus replied the time has come for the son of man wait a minute which version is this I don't know. how you paste it as from son the of other man. <laughs>
0: <sighs> what are you go, What I, you were going to do, do quickly. Could,
1: yes, yes. Okay. So that was a big clue to me, because I, I always do Son of Humanity. So I think mm-hmm. I accidentally pasted a different translation in here rather than my own. I'll find it. We could I we could hear the, the
0: terror in your, in your voice there.
1: It's like, what did I just say? <laughs> okay. Those of you watching are gonna to get to see a little bit of how the sausage is made. Uh-huh. Rid of these things that are making word mad at me. There, distracting little underlines there.
0: Get rid of one and another one pops up. Jeez.
1: Why? Why? Okay. There. Let's try this again. All right. John 12, starting at verse 23. The time has come for the son of humanity to be publicly endorsed, rather than glorified or praised. That's how I did it this time. Jesus responded, truly, truly, I'm telling you, if a kernel of wheat that fell to the ground dies, it stays alone. Yet if it dies, it produces much crop. Whoever is attached to their very being ruins it, and whoever hates their very being within this world system protects it for age-long life. If someone intends to serve me, they must follow me. And where I am, my servant will be there too. If anyone assists me, the father will affirm their value. Hmm. That's another one of the examples of how I translated it.
0: Glorify them. Affirm their
1: value. Glorify them. Yeah. Now my very being is agitated, but what should I say? Father, rescue me from this hour. Just the opposite. This hour is why I came. Father, show your name to be Praiseworthy, or traditionally, glorify your name. Then a voice came from the heavens: "I am showing it to be praiseworthy, and will show it to be praiseworthy."
0: Word of the Lord. Let's read again. Yeah, you've got quite a few different ways of translating here. Publicly endorsed, show it to be praiseworthy, affirm their value. Mm -hmm. I like that one.
1: yeah it gets at that sense of the the worth ship and the mm-hmm. the the publicly endorsed getting at the hype sense again yeah uh, but it's less about uh it's an awesome it's more like it's more about like this is who god mm. is saying you should pay attention to it has has my
0: endorsement yeah yeah Tune your instruments
1: to this. Let's look at the end of the chapter here, that same chapter. It quotes. uh, There's a quote from Isaiah that that this follows. And then it says, Isaiah said these things because he saw Christ's... Oh, man, I think I did it again on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. i don't use the word glory
0: god, that's the whole reason we're here
1: all right this one was easier to fix okay isaiah said these things because he understood his praiseworthiness nevertheless even many of the leaders trusted him but because of the pharisees they were not acknowledging him so they wouldn't be expelled from the synagogue you see they loved praise from people more than praise from god And that's one of those ones where NET does praise there, yeah. Even though it's the same word as glory,
0: yeah. yeah. And a lot of other translations do glory there, um, yeah. But yeah, that it. This this one doesn't really have any like big pop to it. It just makes basic sense. Mm-hmm. It it yeah. makes it and more that really is cool the point of your... it. I'm
1: trying to make it clear what it's getting at.
0: Yeah. Yeah uh not wanna, necessarily
1: uh, even correcting but just clarifying
0: yeah yeah to go back up to that previous one it's worth acknowledging here that in verse 23 the time has come for the son of humanity to be publicly endorsed jesus says this is him talking about his crucifixion right right uh and yep. his passion um this was a revelatory moment for me in seminary. Uh, we did a word study on doxa on glory in the fourth gospel. And, like, you want to understand what the glory of God is like, it looks like God's full solidarity with creation, with us, with humanity on the cross, particularly with solidarity with those who are our false need for violence murders and executes the glory of god is found among the trespassers not among the crucifiers right right it's it's a tremendously offensive (laughs) uh idea like no wonder they the empire kept killing christians uh but if you want to understand like what is god's praiseworthiness the cross is not an exemption to it like god's glory oh. it, it, the cross the crucifixion is not an exception to god's glory it is the ample the fullest singing of it mm-hmm
1: yeah any, any vision of whole life was that and pointing to god pointing to god and let me show you with mm-hmm. my own actions what i'm talking about and it just came to that head of like okay people really don't want to hear what i have to say about who god is and they're gonna unleash their wrath on me and i'm gonna give my most effective point yet on showing it. Yes. By accepting that and being willing to die.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. I think that if uh, if you want to let your um your faith your faith in your paradigm be um find liberation and healing. I don't know if you can do much better than finding this uh, uh, this shift, like really center yourself on that uh John 12 idea. Okay, we're down to John 17. Is that uh that's the yeah, it's the last chapter of the last two sections here. He's like staying up late, drinking and eating with his pals one last yeah, time.
1: It's this four-chapter long monologue that he goes mm-hmm. through, uh, which is some of the most amazing stuff that he has to say but oh man yeah yeah and so this is toward the end of that this is the fourth of the fourth chapter long monologue so jesus talked about these things and after looking up to the heavens he said father the time has come make the praiseworthiness of your son known so the son would make your praiseworthiness known Just like you gave him responsibility for all the family, so that he would give age-long life to everyone you have given him. And this is age-long life, that they would know you, the only trustworthy God and the one you sent, Jesus Christ. I praised you on the land, completing the actions you have given for me to do. Now, Father, praise me with the praise which I began to have beside you before the existence of the world.
0: Where does this particular passage hum for you?
1: Yeah, the time has come to make the praiseworthiness of the Son known, and if Christ is the image of the invisible God, that we—that's how we know who it is. Then that is also making God's praiseworthiness known.
0: Yeah,
1: and it's that sense of like that—that's what. This is all about not yeah. Not stroking ego, mm-hmm. but that people would know God and Jesus and that like that's what the hype is about, not so much to like <sighs> it's not a gimmick to get followers to Like Twitter followers or Instagram followers, and like, yeah, gain notoriety through just the fact that people know. A lot of people know me. It's
0: not a a marketing campaign,
1: right? It's the sense of I'm tell we're being shown and told about the high worth of the father and the son, so that we can know them, so that Mm. we'll have enough. We'll be given reason to want to know them
0: mm-hmm God, that's wonderful
1: anything else come to mind for you no that's great are you ready to go move on
0: let's let's move to uh john 17 yeah. 20 through 26
1: yeah so sit later in the same chapter
0: he's still talking i'm
1: not he's still talking <laughs> I'm not asking only on behalf of these ones, but also on behalf of those who have placed their trust in me because of their conversation, so that everyone would be one. Everyone would be one, just like you, Father. Mm -hmm. Just like you, Father, are connected with me and I am connected with you so that they can also be connected with us. So that the whole world would trust that you sent me, the praiseworthiness you gave me, I have given to them too. So that they would be one just like we are one. I am connected with them, and you are connected with me. So by the transitive property, uh, yeah, that's in there, right? Yeah, um, for sure. yeah. I am connected with them, and you are connected with me. So they can be completely made into one so that the whole world would know that you sent me and that you loved them just like you loved me. Father, I want the ones you have given to me to be with me where I am so that they can see my praiseworthiness, which you have given to me because you loved me before the conception of the whole world. Just father, the whole world hasn't come to know you, but I have known you. And these ones have come to know that you sent me. I made and will make your name known to them so that the love with which you loved me may be among them and I may be among them.
0: The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this section is just endlessly trippy and interesting. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I really feel like this is the payload of why any of the stuff that we've said matters.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, if Jesus reflects and bears the renown, the hype of God, what makes God worthy of paying any damn attention to? Mm-hmm. Like, is not God's bigness, it's God's solidarity and love and um relentless momentum towards union. Mm-hmm. That is what makes God worthy of praise and having glory. And mm-hmm. that is extended into like those who participate in the Jesus way of being human. If you are figuring out how to bear the image of Jesus, you're learning how to bear the image of God would be one way of describing what Christian discipleship is really all about. It's participating in the same kind of incarnation and God Mm in participating in the same kind of incarnation. um, However, fractional (laughs) in us.
1: Yeah, so the love with which you loved me may be among them, Mm -hmm. between them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the experience of receiving love from others is receiving the love of God. I had a profound experience a couple of years ago, um, very vividly experiencing this, that when someone even someone who I was in tension with for many years would still love me and grieve for me and cherish me. That's God's love. It's There is a sense in which we can experience God's love sort of interiorly and vertically, but the way Jesus, according to John, Is talking about here is god's love is made manifest like horizontally it pours down Mm -hmm. and it's like something that pours into us and then through us like simultaneously Mm -hmm.
1: it's like a waterfall hitting the surface of the water spreading outward and filling the pool up at the bottom
0: yeah 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 it's a it's an audacious uh hunch to be pushing forward (laughs) in the world particularly in a Mm -hmm. world so bent on keeping um using divinity language god talk to reinforce power distance and hierarchy Mm -hmm. this is a profoundly egalitarian thing like dr king said you know you want to be great you just got to serve you don't need to know how to read you don't need to learn how to Build a bomb or a car you just gotta love mm-hmm. it's ludicrously empowering mm-hmm. if I will let it sink into me <laughs> yeah and and it decenters me like everybody I meet. it's not just me walking around like I speak for God <laughs> no. <It's- laughs> <laughs> like everyone is a yeah. factor for the divine mm-hmm. insofar as they are attuned to the same kind of love revealed in jesus on the cross
1: right and when that's revealed you can see the praiseworthiness that's there and it centers on this verse for me the praiseworthiness you gave me i have given to them too It's not something that only God gets or even only Jesus. It's everybody. Yeah. When they start doing this love kind of thing, um, I've given to them too so that they can feel awesome. No, so that they would be one just like we are one.
0: Mm. Theosis, dude.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> i think that's a good spot to wrap what do you think yeah
1: it sounds good to me it's there's a sense of awe
0: yeah yeah settles absolutely. into
1: me thinking through this stuff mm-hmm. it's not not unlike walking into the cathedral and seeing the glory there there's, there's a, there there is a weight worthiness. yeah it's weighty
0: yeah well, thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us for this, this chapter today, uh, or this theme. The easiest way to support Fountain Translation is to leave us a rating or review on whatever app or website you are enjoying this on, especially Apple Podcasts. Uh, it makes it easier for more people to find the show uh, and join the conversation, which you can even more easily do with that second best way to support the show, and that's becoming a sponsor for just $5 a month. When you do that you get comment access on the translations google doc and the satisfaction that you're supporting exceptionally nerdy independent media you can find the link to join the community in the show notes the music you're listening to is by kevin mcleod at incompetech.com funding translation was produced by perry fm on unseated chinook and Calpooia land. bye brandon Bye, brandon bye everybody